and gentlemen, welcome to the Weekly Racing Roundup. I'm your host, Race Car Dave, and wow, what a week we've got. We had Formula One losing their collective shit when Max Verstappen laid a smoker down on the first day of testing. We've got two scoops of NASCAR because of the rain-delayed Daytona 500 and the race in Atlanta. And heck, we've got World Superbike and Supercar action from Australia. We also have our favorite guest coming back, Mr. Greg Thompson from the Gray Zone. We're going to kind of do a quick F1 season preview. It's time to stop beating around the bush and decide what the season is going to look like. But first up, let's take a quick look at what's happened in the last seven days of the NASCAR Cup Series. Results to look at for you. Uh, last week we had William Byron getting his first Daytona 500 win. Uh, they made a lot of on the coverage about it being his first win, him being kind of the iRacing guy who kind of came up through video games. But don't be fooled, this kid won more races than anyone did last year in Cup. He had six wins. This win also marks the first win for Hendrick Motorsports at Daytona in 10 years, and it was their 40th anniversary of entering the Cup Series altogether. Well, that's old news. You folks already probably knew that long before I told you, but just this just in, Daniel Suarez gets to the line three wide going to the flag photo finish with Ryan Blaney in second and Kyle Busch in third place. Those three gentlemen surviving what was a bit of a wreck fest at Atlanta Motor Speedway, but it did come down to a good show in the end. I have to give the coverage credit the tv coverage realized how silly it was at some point they were listing only the cars that had not been in wrecks and that list got real short they were down to seven total cars that hadn't been in wrecks yet okay that kind of does it for our cup roundup uh they'll be going to las vegas motor speedway next week that is gonna do the first two races have been kind of uh drafting style races Las Vegas Motor Speedway is fast, but it is more of a 1.5-mile flatter oval. So uh, the guys that have been running good for the last two weeks aren't necessarily going to be the guys running up front next week. It'll be interesting to see if those new Ford and Toyota front ends will bring a little bit more parity to uh, the Chevrolet, which was kind of the dominant car on the downforce tracks last season. To the round can you hear me now i can hear you now the oh, testing is over the recording is <laughs> happening oh no just like I f1 know. right <laughs> just like f1 the testing time is over man oh. everybody got like lost their shit on wednesday <laughs> you and me included um yeah <laughs> it's testing look it's a it's a dark time now in between any Formula One news and the end of these extremely long seasons. It just feels like there's nothing until it's bad news. Yeah, it did look like bad news on Wednesday, but that didn't really last for the rest of the week, I think. Let's put it this way. Like, there's no... And this isn't like some scathing report that there aren't like big surprises in livery changes or driver lineups. Like there wasn't a lot going on when they showed off the new cars 
I mean, there's a few different names for the teams, which doesn't really help, but we used to have a lot more change from year to year to get excited about. And I think we were all excited for testing, but we should have known better. Like, <laughs> I I miss when we had more testing because I feel like we got more excited more often. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there was more things to be excited about. And like yeah. you said, a big thing was there's not a lot of changes this year. So... That's why when we take a look at the running order for this year, we're going to play a little game, Gray. What? Do you want to play a game? Do you want to <laughs> play a game? Max wants to play a game called Come to Daddy. <laughs> Max is Jigsaw, man. He's in control. <laughs> yeah, he is. So since we've effectively got the same cast of characters as we did last yes. year, we're going to play a little game called Roll the Dice Over Under. Are you ready to play, is, Gray? I am. It is identical, though, right? It's the same lineup. It is. Verbatim. Nobody knew. Yeah. Yeah, it's, this is the first time in a long time that's actually happened. Yeah. Okay, so the way the game's going to go, Gray, is I'm going to roll a dice and a 20-sided die, which I'm holding up in front of the camera here, bring a little gamer nerd nonsense into this activity. And whatever number I pull up, you're going to tell me we either they're going to finish over or under where they did last year. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm okay. With you. Okay. Let's do a quick one and see, let's see how this goes. I need a list of where they finished last year. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll tell you. Okay. okay. The okay, first good. number is 11, and okay. Pierre Gasly finished 11th Ooh. place last year. Uh, okay, this is good, because I'm going to go with higher. And why on earth? I think he'll finish earth... better than 11. What makes you say that? Uh, first of all, all French team, right? See. Have we not seen the we... Frenchmen? They seem to capitalize success in Formula One. And now their team has two French drivers. Uh, uh, one oui. French driver who I like. Let's put it that way. How about that? We. <laughs> oui. um, I think they're going to improve. I think the team's going to improve a lot this year, in fact. Um, maybe he'll even do better than a podium and maybe get a win. Um, yeah. They both have They've been wins. slowly creeping up. Um, I don't know, Dave. I, am I crazy to think that he might jump from 11th to, say, 9th? Well, I am cheating because I'm looking at the list and everybody above him is in a McLaren, a Mercedes, a Ferrari, or an Aston Martin. Um, okay. Yeah, he and he and Ocon finished 11th and 12th last year, which kind of felt yeah. okay. kind of where they were going to land. I guess the big question is whether V-Carb <laughs> will jump over them in the order. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I that's a good point. I disagree. I'm a little maybe optimistic that this all French French team is going to do better than RB Cash App, whatever it is. We, oui. but yeah, I think they're going to be one of the more improved mid pack teams. I really do. Well, I'd like to see that. All right, I I'm think the main competition die. is going to be the whatever. We should figure out that name before we talk if we're going to make comparisons. Is it's it VCarb. RB? Is that it's what they VCarb. want? V-carb? V-carb. I officially say from here to the end of the year, it's always going to be V-carb. 
Well, Team Alpine is all French, so we're calling them La Revolution. La Revolution. Okay. Ooh, I'm holding the dice up to the screen. It's number five. Number five is Charles Leclerc. Over or under? Yeah. I'm going over from last year. Ooh, I agree. I agree. I think if you look who's ahead of them, you got Perez, Hamilton, Alonso. I, I don't think. I don't know. How do you feel about Sergio Perez? I think he's going to do great, and I think he's going to be above Leclerc. But I th- I've got Leclerc in third for this year. Ah, so, so yeah, you I see think Ferrari's going to win more than one race, yeah. uh, and I think Leclerc is going to be the guy to do it. But yeah. I still think the Red Bulls are the the team to beat for sure. But if the field closes up, do you think Perez <laughs> is going to be strong enough to actually finish second this year? Yeah, at this point, like part of me realizes it's you're going to have to prove it. For me to believe it, I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, that car wasn't, I don't think the Red Bull is going to be as dominant as it was last year, Dave, like to be fair, how could it be? But he's still in that car, you know, and third for Ferrari with Leclerc, number one, I think it's attainable. Number two, it would definitely be an improvement for Leclerc and Ferrari. Number three, oh, I want it so bad. It seems more likely than it did last year when, you know, the only other team that Red Bull to win a race was Ferrari. But now, yes, was... it was Carlos Sainz. Yeah, that was but... Carlos. That was a completely different dude. Okay. Look. I think the game's working. Let's see. Let's see. Looking for the chalice. <laughs> 16. Who finished okay. 16th? Nico Hulkenberg. Ooh, that was a good um, face. I'm actually going lower. Yeah. Yeah. Under, yeah. under, as it were. Under the win to or the points total from last year. Look, he's one of the two worst teams in the sport. Yeah. <laughs> as simple as that. Well I do think he'll finish behind his teammate Kevin Magnuson, though. Yeah, he finished ahead last year, ahead of Ricardo, who was only in for a few races, ahead of Joe Guan Yu. And ahead of Sargent. But I think you and I both believe Sargent's going to be Taylor and Charlie this year anyway. So, I I think the mid pack is enormous, and there's two teams that are outside of that, and that's Haas and Williams. Yeah. Again. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. No, that's where Nico is. Haas and Williams. I don't know. Williams looked pretty good towards the end of last year. I'm or sorry, Haas and Sauber. Yeah, Haas yeah. And Sauber. That's kick, steak, green slime F1 to you. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Let's see. Let's do another one. Please do. All right. Ah, interesting. Number eight last year was George Russell. George Russell. George Russell. And he, he was, was number eight. Is that what you said? Yeah, he finished eighth last year behind Sainz. Wow. Okay. Big spread between uh, him and Hamilton. Yeah, a lot yeah, of guys in there. Um, I actually think he and Hamilton are both going to go under this year, uh, but Hamilton's going to do better. I've got George right around ten, so Ooh, I think he's going to go under. Yeah. That's bold. I definitely agree. He's- Hamilton's going to drop down the chart, but if Russell drops down any further than he is now, he's not going to look very pretty. 
Well, I think it's going to be more a result of other teams jumping up a little bit. And yeah. that Mercedes, does that sound good? Plus, you're also asking if I'm going to pick George Russell to do better than Lewis Hamilton at his last year with this team in particular. You can count me out. I've got yeah. Lewis ahead of Russell, but I do think they're going to take a step back sort of yeah. on accident. That call doesn't sound good. Again, I know they improved it dramatically last year, and they deserve credit, but mm-hmm. it's a tall order, dude. Yeah, they had to Top 10. do... Yeah, they had to do like a total reset. So kind of starting from zero again, again this year. <laughs> Is that what the Red Bull? I'm sorry. Carbs? The V-carb. 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 <laughs> Is that what they're doing? V-carb. I mean, they've disassociated from the team, right? They're not a junior team anymore, so to speak. They're not like the tester for Red Bull. They're separate. So are they going to take a big step back? Yeah, but they're also like claiming they're going to get more technical data. I think they were actually trying to act more independently in design, but now it looks like they're kind of taking as much as they possibly can from the shared pool of parts and building their car in the similar vein as the Red Bull. Similar. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. All right, let's do one more random choice. Please do. Mm, 14. Ooh, I like this one. Yuki Sonoda. Yuki Sonoda. I have winning the... Yuki Sonoda. Winning the world championship because Max Verstappen gets a bad case of cholera. It gets gets treated within two weeks, but he just takes a season off. No, Yuki Sonoda, I've got it 16. Got a 16 drop in two. Yeah. I liked your first answer. Max Verstappen has see... a gruesome jet ski accident in Miami, misses the ball. <laughs> no, of I don't the want season. that. That sounds terrible. I was trying to think of something relatively tame, right? Nah. <laughs> Those Red Bull guys, weird. They do weird promo stuff. You never know what's going to uh, happen. I'm not optimistic for Yuki Sonoda, but I love him so much that, like, I feel like if I could pick just about anybody in the field to win that's not Max, like it would be Charles Leclerc, but Yuki would be fun because he's filthy and he's, he's fun and people don't know him or see him. Maybe maybe I just want to see more of him, Dave, but instead I he's going to be right there in front of the two worst teams. <laughs> yeah. Do you think he's going to beat um, Ricardo, the Cheshire Cat? <laughs> yeah, again, no. I really don't. You don't? Uh, maybe that's personal. Yeah, I have a hard time picking against experience, man. And Daniel's shown that he's less of a hothead than he used to be. Like, he can be a points fit. He'll take the points. Yeah. Not that Yuki wouldn't, but um, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a little biased there. But, yeah, I'd take Ricciardo. Okay. All right. With the random selections done, let me hear your uh, top three predictions for 2024. You mean top drivers? Top three drivers. Uh, Max Verstappen's going to win. I think yeah. he is going to dominate again. Mm-hmm. Just not as much because, to be fair, could you dominate more than last year? I know I said that before, but from a competition standpoint, it was just... You know how they say it's always darkest just before the dawn? Yeah. Like, last season, from a competitive standpoint, it was like watching Requiem from a for a dream on your phone from 1982. Like... 
listening to a Morrissey cover band play, that joke isn't funny anymore. Like, it was not competitive at all, in spite of the one Ferrari win. So they're going to take a step back because they have to, but he's still that good. They're still in the best car. That's why I've got Sergio Perez Checo at number two. And Charles Leclerc, maybe I'm optimistic, but Ferrari, I think, is going to get some wins this year. And Charles Leclerc is probably going to do it better than Carlos because why wouldn't he? I think he's a better driver. And Carlos obviously isn't going to have the same kind of support as Charles this year because we know he's getting replaced for Lewis Hamilton next year. Um, Plus, once again, you got a French guy leading him. Does that sound familiar, Dave? Maybe yeah. you heard of a guy named Jean Tot. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. French in the team. I thought you were calling Charles Leclerc French, and that's a no-no. He's a monocast. Vassour. Vassour. Fred Vassour. Okay, Fred Vassar. so my... So you got Fred Vassour with Charles Leclerc, yeah. like you had Michael Schumacher with Jean Tot at Ferrari. Mm. I'm not saying I can see the future, but it sure does look red. That Franco-Italian mix does seem to work pretty well. (laughs) Franco-Italian, yeah, you know. I think they'll improve. So now that they don't have an Italian in charge, I think the plan is plan cognitive function. (laughs) And that's an improvement. So, yeah, I've got Charles Leclerc at third. Okay. I agree with you for Verstappen, but this is where I'm going to go crazy. Uh. Because Sergio Perez, I mean, he he did get second place, nope. but he capitalized a couple times when Verstappen made mistakes and accumulated points that way. Okay, but he is. They also so, finished. Yeah, they finished. I just didn't die. The other thing too is he qualifies so poorly that he's always oh, in a higher yeah. risk position. <laughs> He point. does. He just qualifies bad. So bad. Yeah. So Yeah, so that might be worse this year, huh? I don't know. It's just it hasn't gotten any better in two years of trying. It hasn't gotten any yeah. better. So because of his high-risk qualifying positions, I'm actually going to elevate one of the Ferraris. I'm not sure which one because I don't know which guy's going to step up and be the man. Um, Red car that back in there that... They're going to favor Charles Leclerc, though, right? I mean, they have to. They've been favoring him for the last two years, and I believe he did finish ahead of Science this year, but last year he did not. <laughs> give, give me a team order to let Charles Leclerc through. Mm. Uh, we just want you to know that Charles is faster than you. We fired you already, Carl. You know where we stand. <laughs> no, they can't say that on the radio. Uh and then in third, I think it'll be one of the two red cars in second. Not sure which one. Okay. And I still believe, maybe it's me getting excited for next year, but Hamilton, he drove a, sh- a ship box to third of the championship last year. And I don't yeah. see any reason why he can't drive another ship box to the cha- the third in the championship this year. That'd be great. Yeah. I think he, he and Alonzo helped develop cars better than anybody else on the grid, but Alonzo's car is even worse. Like, it's still going to be competitive, but. Yeah, I don't it, see Alonzo. Mercedes isn't exactly starting on third pace either. They've got a lot of work to do. But, I mean, to your point, Dave, they've got Hamilton to help do it. And they did do that last year, man. That yeah. The way that and Carver improved, I guess it must have been the most in the whole sport last year. Yeah. So why not if do you it don't, again? If you don't factor in how fast the uh 
the Aston Martin came into the season, then yeah. Throughout, no, 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 McLaren, because they were DFL at the beginning of the season last year. Yeah. And then That's they ended what up I was going to say. Yeah. We haven't talked about McLaren at all. Do you want to talk about it? Not really. We don't talk <laughs> about McLaren around here. Got a lot of trauma from the late 90s and the early 2000s. Oh, I wasn't ready for that. Just <laughs> like you're not ready for McLaren coming in third place in the Constructors' Cup. Yeah. You think they're going to leapfrog? So you think... I think Lando Norris and Oscar Piastri, the drivers at McLaren, are world class and they have yeah. a car that is it's just been creeping up and getting more competitive i think they're kind of coming together to meet so to speak uh at a perfect time for both of them for car development for team management and for the drivers they're both all of them i think are gonna be right there in third place right yeah you're probably so right i've so got you lando think... and oscar in that order at five and six so constructor wise that has you thinking Red Bull on top, Ferrari second, McLaren third, Mercedes fourth? That's what I had, but after listening to you talk, Dave, I think I want to count Sergio out and for, move Ferrari up into winning the Constructors. But good God, wouldn't you just like to see it? It would be delicious. Anybody. But they didn't need no. They didn't need Sergio to even show up last year, so. No. Max won the Constructors Championship all by himself. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. All right. Well, I want to thank you for joining me. And uh, wow, that was a big, long pause. <laughs> I had I my feel kid's like we birthday party. Guys. Oh. <laughs> I had my kid's birthday party right before this. So I'm a little zonked out from watching yeah. a bunch of nine year old boys run around and scream at the top of their lungs for two hours. <laughs> It sounds like uh, Singapore. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to dig. I don't want to unpack that. I don't want to unpack Is that there right now. We, missed? <laughs> we didn't say anything about Alex Albon and Logan Sargent. I know they're going to be the two worst drivers, but they're still there. We've Albon, got more races than we have drivers. Okay. Albon finished 13th last year. And let's see. Anybody above? Hey, really? Yeah, thirteenth. Oh, no. I'm nineteenth this year. <laughs> you got it. No, 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 no. I think he got that all wrong. He really okay. is driving <clears throat> that car very well. He gets it qualified okay. well on Saturday, and he's the new conductor of the Truly Train. So he gets okay. locked in there, like seventh, eighth, or ninth. The car is so damn fast that a straightaway nobody can get past him. Oh, you've got him climbing up way up into the midfield, huh? Well, no, I'm just saying that was the game plan last year. If I look above, but. <laughs> mm, I still think Alpine's going to be kind of in that 11th or 12th position. Whether okay, he that, moves up or him. down is really going to be based on whether V-Carb brings a decent car to the track this year. You say that for some reason, it makes me think of Valtteri Botas with two T's in both names. Yeah. Who I've got at 13th, but... No. I'd, yeah, no, no, that's about kind of where he is. 15th last year. And again, it all really boils down to what V-Carb gets done. They're really the uh, prime mover in the shuffling of the order this year. Can I make a general statement about this year with, with the drivers? 
Absolutely. I think I definitely think we're not going to see Max dominate quite as much as last year, which means what we are hopeful to see is some wins by other racers rather than just one other guy, right? So that would be awesome. I, I know Charles Leclerc is something that we'd all love to see, but frankly, I'd love to see Alonso pull one off or, you know, maybe a Pierre Gasly or, or you know, something like that. Um, and definitely, come on, dude, we got to be looking at Lando Norris. So I think that stuff is on the table yeah. more than it feels like it's been, you know, in a long time. And every season feels like a long time. Yeah, <laughs> it sure does. I'd like to think that having more than three West, uh, three race winners at a season seems like kind of a low bar for success, okay. but it's what we're looking for. Looking for. We won't forget him, right? We, we didn't forget won't. Carlos. That's for sure. That's probably why I said Singapore, because that was the racy one last year, right? Singapore. Oh, I thought you were. Oh, I don't know. I went to a dark place. It's just subliminal. No, it's totally fine. <laughs> yeah, he was on pole and won Singapore. Yeah. It's easier to remember when it's rare, right? Yeah. It's rare. I remember winning 2022 at Silverstone, too, right? That's it. I think that's all Carlos Sainz has. Anyway, yeah, but he's I mentioned he's that because it seems like a long time ago and we forgot. We forgot. Yeah. So hopefully this year we won't. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Well, we'll find out next week whether we're talking utter nonsense or whether we actually have a race <laughs> season to watch. <laughs> My hope is sky high, Dave. I can't help it. Yeah, I'm so excited that I, I know I probably shouldn't be. <laughs> I want to believe. Although, you know, well, I do believe I always will believe, but I, I guess I just wish I could prevent some of it, you know? Yeah. High hopes, high hopes, high hopes indeed. Uh, well, here on the roundup, we watch everything. So if this ends up being a snooze fest, then this section with Gray will turn <laughs> into a world superbike podcast. <laughs> that does sound good. It was a good race last night. Uh, all right, man. Thanks for joining us again. And we'll be bringing you back in. I know we're talking about doing some exciting stuff in the future. And once we get that nailed down, we'll announce that to the, uh, listeners. Yeah. Like blue blazers. Mm -hmm. Yes. Blue blazers. That's the only clue you guys get blue blazers. All right, Gray. Thanks for joining us for a little bit of F1 chitty chat. Thank you, Dave. All right, a couple other results I'd like uh, people to keep their eye on. Uh, World Superbike opened their season at Phillip Island in Australia. A very fast, flowing, and classic road course that we will see again for MotoGP and for Aussie Supercar later in the year. A um, couple interesting stories here. Uh, Nicola Bulliga, the reigning Super World Supersport champion, won on debut in race one for the factory Ducati team, followed by Yamaha's Andrea Locatelli, and uh, a name that if anybody, if you've watched any motorcycle racing for the past five or six years, you may have heard of Andrea Iannone, aka the Maniac. This guy was a strong up and comer in MotoGP. He had won in Moto3, he had won in Moto2, he had wins in MotoGP. He has in the past been a factory rider for both Ducati and Suzuki in MotoGP, but he partied a bit too hard at his MotoGP days. He managed to get himself pinged for doping, once for cocaine and once for doping. So he's actually been on a four-year ban. This is his first race back since 2019, and he came out of the box strong 
to get a podium. So again, Nicola Bulaga winning on debut in Superbike and Andrea Iannone after a four-year layoff getting a podium. So that was a pretty good result. Uh, the Titanic three, as they like to refer to, that would be Toprak Razgatliagu, Johnny Ray, and Alvaro Bautista. Those men representing every single World Superbike Championship for the last decade did not have a very good first day out. Uh, Toprak was the best of those finishers in fifth. Uh, Alvaro Bautista actually crashed on the second lap and recovered back to 15th. And Johnny Ray ended up finishing the race in 17th. Uh, day two, we had another winner, uh, Alex Lowe's. I believe this is his first win in Superbike. I have to double check. He won for Kawasaki from pole, followed home by Alvaro Bautista, who had a much better day on Sunday on the Ducati. And Danilo Petrucci, another name you may have heard of. He is the ex-police officer, used to ride in MotoGP for Ducati. He moved over to World Superbike last year, I believe, and he had a very good result in third. Of note, Johnny Ray did have a rather severe accident in the second race. It was red flagged, and the accident was severe enough where they shortened the race length from 20 laps down to 11 laps. Uh, we really hope that Johnny Ray is okay. But that kind of does it for Superbike. Another series keep going on, keep uh, reminding everybody, is still going on. Oh, one more note before I switch over to Supercar. World Superbike is available to watch for free on MAV TV. It's only live coverage. This particular race did require me to stay up pretty late at night to catch it. But all the races will be live on MAV TV. And if you have Amazon Prime, you can watch that for free on the free V TV app. I highly recommend Keeping up to date with the World Superbike schedule, it is some of the best racing you can watch on TV. Okay, with that out of the way, we're going to switch over. We're going back to Bathurst. Except instead of the sports cars, instead of the GT3 cars from last week, we are at the Bathurst 500, which is the opening round of the Aussie Supercar Championship. Now, the way they run this race at Supercar is they will have... A uh, 250K race on Saturday and another 250K race on Sunday. So much like the Superbike Series, uh, supercar races are always split. They'll run one Saturday and one Sunday. On Saturday, the Triple uh, Eight Camaros, the Ample Red Bull Triple Eight Camaros of Brock Fenny and Will Brown utterly dominated the race, followed home in third place by Chaz Mostrit in the Andretti Walkinshaw United Ford Mustang. Again, that Andretti name. Hmm. Sounds like a team that could probably run an international motorsports organization. They've got their fingers in all the pies. Again, Formula One, Andretti, they're already global. You should really think about that in a minute. Okay. That was the Saturday result. And then on Sunday, same three guys. Order was a little bit shuffled. We had uh, Saturday's second place winner or second place finisher Will Brown getting the win for the Triple Eight Camaro, with the with Chaz Mostrick coming home in second place in the Andretti Walkinshaw Mustang, and then Brock Feeney bringing the second of the Triple Eight Camaros home in third place. I want to thank everybody who's spending time listening to the Weekly Racing Roundup. If you like the show and want it to grow, please like, subscribe, share, leave a review, tell your friends. We want to get as many people listening to this show because I like talking about race cars. And I like talking about them with you, which is why we've started a Discord page as well. Weekly Racing Roundup Discord. There will be a link in the show notes below. And again, thank you for joining me on the Roundup.
All right, that's going to do it for me this week. Looks like we're running a little long. I'd like to thank Gray Thompson for coming in, having a little F1 chin wag, and tolerating my silly little dice game. Next week, big week, Bahrain. We're going to see what's really going to happen in F1. Uh, everybody remember the race is on Saturday instead of Sunday through the vagaries of having the opening two rounds basically in and around Saudi Arabia. They have to offset the schedule because Ramadan is going to start the following Sunday and they can't race on Ramadan. So both this race and the Saudi GP the following week will be on Saturday. Another thing we're going to have next week, we're going to have Mr. Travis, our in-house IndyCar expert, come in. We're going to dig into the IndyCar grid a little bit and tell everybody a couple of names to watch out for this year. IndyCar legitimately does put on the best four-wheel racing on the planet, and it is definitely something everyone should be paying attention to. All right, thanks everybody for showing up, listening. My name is Race Car Dave. This has been a weekly racing roundup, and please remember to keep the rubber side down.